Welcome everyone to the Special Education Inner Circle Podcast. I'm your host, Katherine Witcher, and today we're going to talk about why you need to bet on yourself at the IEP table. If at any point in time you have questions on how to do this or how to surround yourself with people who are on the same path of bringing expertise to the IEP table, new solutions, creative new beginnings after all of this virus crisis, I want you to hop over to specialedinnercircle.com and become a special education insider. Now, before we get into the three steps that you need to take so you can really step up at the IEP table and feel confident in your role, I want to tell you a little bit about Bess. Bess wrote in this morning and said, I'm a special education teacher and a master IEP coach. After watching my mom struggle to find the resources she needed to help my brother and sister with their ADHD and seven years in the classroom as a paraprofessional and special education teacher, I decided to figure out how to help parents in a new way. The master IEP coach mentorship fit perfectly with my goal to bring families, teachers, and schools together. I'm so excited to be at the beginning of this new adventure. So if you have questions about how to become a master IEP coach like Bess, if you are a parent, a teacher, or a sibling, hop over to masteriepcoach.com. Bess really stepped up her role at the IEP table. She's ready to expand her expertise and move forward in bringing new solutions to the IEP table because we're tired of the same old, same old, right? We're tired of the same goals year after year, the same services year after year, the same problems year after year. It seems like we're all waiting for somebody else to do something different, but that's not somebody else's job. That's our job. That's our job as a parent or as a teacher, as an admin, as a therapist, to step in with new ideas, not just when a child is struggling, but always being creative on how to help meet a child's unique needs and to prepare them for further education, employment, and independent living. I've got three steps for you today on how you can really step into that role and bet on yourself and have confidence. Now, the first step that you need to take is to realize that everybody at that table at some point during the meeting has imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome is just where you feel like you're that fake it till you make it type of situation. Everybody is a little bit worried at one point, did they say the right thing? Did they do the right thing? Or they're worried about what the person next to them is going to say or is going to do. This underlying nervousness is there no matter how confident somebody looks on the outside. You guys, I've been sitting at IEPs for over 20 years, and there's not one time that I haven't thought, oh my goodness, what's going to happen next? Now, that might be a good, oh my goodness, or a, oh geez, here we go, we're going to get into this sticky conversation. Whatever that is, there's always unknowns. You're never going to know everything at the IEP table, and that's okay. So just own that. Just own the fact that you are going to have some moments during the IEP meeting where you second guess yourself or you're not sure exactly what's happening and ask questions. Be transparent. Be very clear of what you understand and what you don't understand. And yes, even if you're an employee of the school district, you need to do this. You need to absolutely stop a parent when they're explaining their child's medical condition and ask for clarification. That does not take away from the conversation. In fact, 
the parent will have respect for you when you stop the conversation and say, can we just clarify something right here? Parents, it's the same thing when a teacher is talking and they're, they're discussing the next methodology or the new curriculum that they want to bring to the table, ask questions. Really stop assuming that everybody at the table knows more than you do. That's not true. You have an expertise in one area. They have an expertise in another area. So you have different area of expertise, but it's not that somebody knows everything at the IEP table. We have a real fault on IEP teams of not wanting to look dumb. We have a real uh, insecurity about asking questions, clarifying and really defining what is happening at the IEP table if it's unclear. That needs to stop. If you're going to bet on yourself to do the best job that you can for your child or for your student, you're going to need all the information that you can get. And that means that slowing down that IEP meeting and getting some details and clarification is absolutely needed. The second thing that you need to do to really elevate your role at the IEP table is to bring something new to the IEP table. I want you to stop bringing the same old, same old complaints, the same old, uh, you know, discussions, the same strategies, and come up with something creative. You know, teachers have lost a lot of their uh, ability to be able to be creative, or at least they feel that way. They feel like we have these IEP goals, we have to exactly stick to them because it's what we agreed upon last year and we have to decide where are we at and then where are we going and it has to be based on the same decision that we made last year. That's not true. Get creative. Parents, I want you to bring some new ideas. They may not always be well received, but that's how you step up and get people to think out of the box. If there's a different type of methodology, therapy, um, a tool that you're using at home with your child that is working and helping them with their visual schedules or following routines, you need to bring the new ideas. So often we're just worried about checking the boxes off the paperwork and, and just moving on to this next standard milestone that we're not thinking, what can I bring new to the IEP meeting this year that might shape things up, that might actually move a child into meeting their next milestone with some momentum and, and really reaching something different or faster because we've done something different than we have in the past. We cannot expect things to change, right, if we don't do things differently. So step up, believe in yourself, and bring something new. That's my challenge to you for your next IEP meeting. And yes, even if it's virtual, and yes, even through this virus crisis, you can bring something new to the IEP table. In fact, this is the perfect time to do that because we're working with children within their natural routines. We can bring new ideas on how to accomplish goals in all the areas academics, functional, social, emotional, daily self-care, uh, communication, all of those areas can be addressed differently. Now is the time. These would not be changes just for short term. These are things that can be implemented long term once we know that they work. So bring those new ideas. Let's test them out and let's work together. The third thing that you need to do if you're really going to step up in your role at the IEP table is to start to step away from all of the drama that you're seeing and getting involved in before and after the IEP meeting. You're gonna to have to leave those Facebook groups. You're gonna to have to unsubscribe from some of those newsletters that just want you to fight 
all the time. And you're going to have to really skip that next Zoom meeting. That's just, you know, either it's fellow teachers or it's parents with fellow parents that are just going to be focused on the negativity, everything that's not happening, everything that you need to fight for. You need to really quiet that noise so you can listen to your gut of what needs to happen next. Now, you can pop back into those conversations if you need to, to get some ideas, but you definitely need to set some boundaries. There is too much uh, just collaboration in a negative way that happens in special education, and it starts to cloud the judgment of parents and teachers of what is best for a student. Now I just use that word best. I try not to use that when I'm talking about special education things because reality is we have to provide an appropriate education, not what's best. Now I think what's best for a child is what's appropriate. So um, that's where we're always going. We're always going to that next level. We're always going past the bare minimum. You guys know an IEP is the bare minimum that a child receives in their school day. There are so many other things that are going to happen within their day, but we can truly make this a creative process and every child's IEP should look different. That's how we know that teachers and parents and therapists are stepping up at the IEP table is when the IEP that's been created looks different than another child's IEP. I'll tell you, I took a phone call from a parent the other day and she said, you know, I got the, the draft of the IEP and somebody else's name was on it. So then we had to clarify, was this actually my child's IEP or was it the other child's IEP? Uh, did you just cut and paste everything and now my child's IEP looks like everybody else's IEP in that classroom? I mean, it's really disappointing for a parent to get a document that we know now has you know, been a cut and paste uh, type of approach. And, and then they know it's not individualized. So if you truly follow the step of bringing something new and stepping away from the drama and having that confidence to slow down the IEP meeting and clarify, you're going to be able to create an individualized document that looks different than other students. And that's a good thing. That's when we can start to get excited about a child's education because it's just not the same thing that we've been doing for year after year with all the other students, that we get to look at this IEP differently, that we get to look at this IEP as a document that was created by a team who truly individualized and brought some new methodologies, brought some new tools, brought some new ideas that decided that the long-term outcome for further education, employment, and independent living was going to be the focus versus just keeping up with the other kids. So I encourage you, if you have questions on how to truly step up your role at the IEP table, on how to bring those new ideas, if you need help figuring out what some of those new ideas could be so your child or your student's IEP truly is individualized, and this doesn't mean adding in more. Let me just clarify this real quick. This doesn't mean adding in more. A lot of times this means taking some things away that don't need to be in the IEP and adding in things that are more appropriate. That's exactly what we help you do inside of the special education inner circle. I'd love to have you come join us at specialedinnercircle.com. And again, if you're ready to be a leader at the IEP table, not just for yourself, but you want to help other people too, you want to be like Bess that we just talked about in the beginning, that's when you head on over to masteriepcoach.com. Don't forget guys, bet on yourself. You know more than you think you do at that IEP table. You absolutely can do this. You can get through this crisis 
you can move through this pandemic and come out stronger than you were before. No matter how overwhelmed you feel right now, I promise you we can put things together better than they were before they even fell apart. I'll talk to you guys soon.